Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church and School right here in the heart of Chicago. I pray that you find hope and peace in the message of Christ and Him crucified for you in your life right now. Thank you for listening. And please, if you'd like to support the mission going on right here, uh, please go to our webpage, stjames-lutheran.org to donate. Thank you. House money. Anybody know what that means? You guys know what that means? I hope you kids don't know what that means uh, quite yet here. House money. Anybody play with house money before? Not to, not to promote gambling, by the way, kids. But house money is when you uh, go, to, it came from the idea you go to a house of gambling, a casino, and you have a certain amount of money you're going to have fun with, and uh, you win, and then you take those winnings, and you feel pretty good about it because you didn't have it originally, right? And so it's, you're kind of free with it, right? You have no problem using it. That's called playing with house money. You don't feel responsible by it. It's just sort of a fun time. This term has been used by, uh, have you guys ever played with house money, by the way? No, right? Okay, okay. You'll know it. You'll know it when it happens. This term has been co-opted by a lot of aspects of life. Uh, there's a movie called House Money. It's about Appalachian State that came in as an incredibly underdog football team, meaning they didn't care. And I love this story because it beat my arch nemesis, University of Michigan. So Appalachian State doesn't care. They're so, under, uh, they're so, they're so much underdog that they're just loose. They can play. They can have fun. They can do their best. They can risk. And sure enough, they beat University of Michigan. And even investors use this kind of language. There's a new, a new sort of theory that when an investor uh, does well and uh, you know, has some good uh, success with some investments, they feel more free. They, they've won a little money there, right, in the market, and they're just a little more loose in using it. Does it make sense? House money? Anybody here ever play with house money? I would say, all right, we got, okay, we've got a hand up there. <laughs> no one wants to admit they're they gamble in front of the pastor. Anyhow, it's okay. Because you are playing with house money. That's the Christian life, actually. Money that's not yours. God's taking care of all of it. That's really what life should feel like. Free to do our best. Because we're playing with house money. Jesus does this great parable here. He's been talking about how he is going to die and rise for who? That's right. And eventually, he's going to come back again in glory. They were asking Jesus, when is the end of the world? When is the end of the world? Anybody know? Who knows? You don't know, right? Oh, we got a hand up. I'm, I'll talk to you later about that. I'd like to know. But people want to know. And Jesus tells them, you won't know, right? It's going to be okay, but it's going to surprise you. And then the next question is, what are we supposed to be doing? If Christ died and rose, if we're forgiven, if we have life, what are we supposed to be doing while we wait for this unknown day? So Jesus gives them a number of parables about that, and this one I love about house money. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like a guy that's a major property owner, owns lots of businesses, owns lots of property, and he's going to go away for a number of years and leave it to his managers to manage it. Would you be good at doing that? 
Oh, we, had a, we, we have a no right away. Okay. And so Jesus says, to one guy, he gave them five talents. Now, a talent itself is like 20 years worth of wages, probably multiple million dollars. So one talent is that. So five talents, this is a, it's a ridiculous sum. So he gives one guy five, gives another uh, two and another one, and says, please manage this, right? So the guy goes away, and immediately the person with five talents, five million dollars, what did he do to manage that? Okay, he invested. In fact, Jesus says immediately he went and took care of things. He started investing it, playing with it, so it would make more money, right? The next guy with two talents, what did he do immediately? Invest. Look for opportunities to use that money, to grow that money. The last guy, what did he do? He buried it. Now, why would you bury it? Are you going to keep it if you bury it? Yeah, you think so. So he buries it. Well, the guy comes back, and he wants to take account of all, the, all his investments, right? So he gathers these three guys. How are you doing? The first guy says, hey, man, I took that five talents, that five million, I invested it, and now I've got ten. Awesome, the dude says, right? Welcome, glad to have you here, and invites him to be a part of his life. You know what I mean? Just enjoy that success. Second guy with two talents comes up and says, I took those two invested it, and I've got another two. Master says, awesome. Third guy comes up, and what does he say? I buried it. But he doesn't have the guts to say that. He begins with excuses. He begins by saying this. He says, I know that you're a stern man. That you, that you reap where you don't sow, he says. You gather where you do not scatter. Like, you're really good at this, and I'm, I was afraid, right, of you and how successful you are and how much you, you know, how good you are at investing your money. I didn't want to screw up, and so I took it and I buried it. And then he says, here you go. Here's what's yours. Now, you'd think maybe the master would be okay with that, but he was angry. And he actually says, if you really thought that I was a mean guy, at the very least you should have, I don't know, put it in a CD. Let it gain some interest, you know. You just buried it. And then he really gets mad at this guy. What is this about for you? Why didn't the first guy invest? He says he was scared. And I get that, right? When you're scared with what you have, when you don't want to lose it, when you don't want to disappoint, right, you, it, it suffocates, it paralyzes. You just want to save it and keep it because you don't want to lose it because you're scared of losing. We can do that in life in general. What have we been given? What is this parable about? Jesus has given you everything. God has provided you everything you have. I don't care what it is. It's not just money. Everything that you have and everything you are, God has given you, provided for you. It is house money. You're living off his winnings. But more than that, talk about security. He has given you forgiveness for your debts, eternal life. 
So how are you going to invest it? Now, I would like to right now say, you should give to our building campaign. Here, here, well, look at here. Here we have an investment opportunity. But the, I don't want to make that so small. What does it mean to, to take what God has given us and to invest it? It means to smile at someone who walks by. It means to be kind to someone who needs some kindness. It means to take care of those in need to see the weak and the hurting and helping out. It means to be good to your spouse. And sure, absolutely means if I'm a part of a community, I'm going to share with that community and I want to give to St. James that we reach more people. Sure, but it includes more than that. And you know what else it means? It means God has given these, me these riches I want to forgive. I want to give people the gift of forgiveness. That's a gift. It's a little risky. Someone that hurt you and telling them, I forgive you and I'm not going to hold it against you. You know how much of a gift that is? Why can we do that? Because we've been forgiven. So when you think of like what we're doing with our talents and investing, it's not just giving to the church. It's your everyday life. Being kind, loving others, and sure, sharing the hope of Christ with others. And what stops us? Just like that guy, I think. He says fear. Now, I don't know. I think he's lying. I don't think he's afraid. But there's something to that. When you think that all you have depends on you and your work, and you think that you can't lose it because you're going to need it tomorrow, that stops you from being kind, makes you stingy. You want to keep it all. So I can see this guy saying, I was scared. I didn't want to lose any of it. Do you ever feel like that? I don't want to lose this. I don't know if I can spare that. I don't know if I can help that person. I don't, have, I don't know if I have time for that. I need to have time for me. I might not have that time tomorrow. In all different ways, this paralyzes us when we don't or when we forget that we are living on house money, which we are. But I think this guy was actually lying his master wasn't stern and mean. He was blaming his master on his lack of action. And you know what? If you think about it, I actually think that this guy wouldn't have cared if he would have lost money. He was mad at this guy because he didn't do anything with it. He just sat on it. I actually think that this guy, that this master, would have been fine if he would have made some investments and they didn't work out. At least he did something and acted as if he's playing with house money. This church is playing with house money. We are playing with house money. And you know, I do think this parable is about what are we doing at St. James. I believe Jesus is talking right to the disciples and he's talking to his community. He has given us the treasure of heaven, of forgiveness, of hope, and peace for free. It's house money. It's yours, and guess what? Tomorrow it's going to be yours too. It's not going anywhere. You don't need to be worrying about losing it. He's given St. James treasures to invest. And what does that mean? It means sharing it with others, telling others there's hope and peace, creating new programs and ways that we can reach and serve this community, this city, with hope and peace. 
It means building on two more classrooms so more families can have a Christ-centered education, one that's centered on hope, on certainty, on, on giving children an education where they can have security, not in their talents and skills in the end, but in what God has done for them. What a peace that is. And Jesus is saying here, we are called to invest it together. That's why we're doing the Building on Christ deal. That's why we're doing this whole campaign. And guess what? Three years from now, we're going to do another one. Because there's a lesson learned in this parable. Doing nothing is a sin for Christ's church. Sitting on it, doing nothing, is far worse than going forward and trying something out, even if it doesn't work. We've made a huge detailed plan for how two more classrooms is going to work, how we can redo the sanctuary downstairs, and bigger than that, how we can make a community, or how we can make a ministry center over there, how we can plant churches. We have all these plans, but in the end, just do something. I know this is a blessed thing because it's something, and God blesses that, and it's better than nothing, and it will be fruitful. I really believe that. That's why I came to Chicago, actually. Because I really believe that people, we are on the precipice. Now is the time for the church to wake up, to care, and to love, and to grow, and to bring hope and peace to people. And I believe this place is just ready to burst in many different ways. And what are we called to do? Something. Try something. It'll be all right. That's how God works. And who is the master we are serving? God. Is he like, is he somebody to be afraid of, like the uh, guy with the one talent? No. Think about this. Jesus tells us this parable. It's the last week he's in Jerusalem, and what's he getting ready to do? What's the greatest thing he did for us? Yeah. Talk about a risky, reckless, ridiculous investment. Talk about throwing all the chips on the table. Christ laid down his life, put them all on the table. For who? For what? What's the prize? You. You're the prize. You're the investment of God. Does this God, is he angry? Is someone to be afraid of? Should you be worried? No. This is a master who loves you, who laid it all down for you, who forgives you, and will give and take care of you today, the next day, and the next day, so that you may be free and play with this house money and give it away, your talents, your time, and be kind, let alone give to this campaign so that others know they get to play with house money too. In Jesus' name, amen.